Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show. Good evening, Niall. Not too bad in yourself. Willie, I'm looking at the paper here over the weekend. Of course, you got a bit of traction for your comments in relation to Helen McEntee, the Justice Minister, and I suppose what she's been doing over the last year or so. And you said she should focus on tackling crime and stop playing to the woke people. Now, I, I'm assuming you're talking about her latest, um, I suppose, the, the legislation in relation to hate speech, uh, other things that she has mentioned that she has brought in. She was quite complimentary to herself the other day talking about the different pieces of legislation she brought in. But you're more focused on, I suppose, what's happening on the street and the amount of Garda Shia Well, yes, I mean, I have to deal with her meeting on the street now, you know, because, I mean, as I say, as a local as a local public representative representing people here on the ground, I mean, I have to take into account what they are saying to me. And, uh, you know, I mean, when I go out door knocking with some of our councillors or, you know, candidates for the forthcoming local elections, and I was out with them again over the weekend, very few people ask me about the hate crime bill. There seems to be no great uh, demand for it. Very few people uh, ask me about other pieces of legislation which the ministers have brought in, worldly though they may be. But every second or third person I meet has asked me about antisocial behaviour. And I'm, I'm literally, I go to meetings, two or three meetings per week, meeting residents associations representing people, some of whom are quite elderly and quite vulnerable, who have gangs of young people knocking on their doors at 12 and 1 o'clock in the morning, breaking their windows. We had an incident there last night where they a couple of people had flowers, flowers planted at their doors mm. and the, the flowers were burnt, uh, interfering with their cars and just acting with apparent total impunity. Well, so, so she, she, will argue, she will argue that Rome wasn't built in a day, I suppose. I can only put her argument across that Rome wasn't built in a day. She's limited by the resources that she has in relation to Angarda Shea We're not seeing the recruitment uh, that we would have seen many years ago. And it's quite difficult to get people to even join the guards now. Uh, so we don't have the same number of feet on the ground, so to speak. And I suppose that's, well, that's going to be her argument. Well, that, that is, that is a, that's, a, that's a valid argument, of course, but in response to that argument, I would say there's a couple of things she could be and should be doing. Well, first of all, I don't think she's paid sufficient attention to this because she never, I've never heard her talking about antisocial behaviour in the door since she became Minister of Justice. Maybe she has and it passed me by, but certainly she hasn't. Well, I think it passed me by too, by the way, can I just point out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but there's a couple of things she could do. Now, for example, some, I've come across some cases, or not all, but some cases, where it's absolutely crystal clear to me that the parents of some of those kids uh, are making absolutely no attempt to control them. When people who are victims uh, approach the parents, they're often dealt with in a pretty rough manner. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lady came to me there last week. She's a widow. Now, her windows have been broken twice, and she's, her sole source of income is widow's pension. Now, on the first occasion, uh, I got some assistance from the Department of Social Welfare to help her replace the windows, which, of course, you won't get 100%. Uh, on the second occasion, now I've applied again to the Department of Social Welfare, which is the taxpayer, to help her repair her windows. But again, mm. she's going to have to work out herself. I know the kids involved, and I know their parents, and their parents are absolutely and, know. And everybody probably know knows them. them. Yeah, everybody knows yeah, them. Everybody knows them. Now, if you had a system whereby, when it could be established to the satisfaction of a judge that the parents weren't making adequate, weren't making adequate effort to control their kids. I think the parents should 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 be made responsible. But, but you see, but you see, really, what happens in the courts? You know, the, the parents of these children or these children themselves get a slap on the hand and told to go away and behave themselves. And you'll have some free legal aid lawyer standing up there saying, "Oh, Your Honor, he's had a bad childhood and he's going to change his ways now." I mean, the only way people have suggested in the past, and I don't know whether you would agree with it, would be, you know, when you have antisocial behavior for you know a minor of fourteen or fifteen years of age, mm-hmm. that the parents get a fine and hit them in the pocket. Absolutely. Is that a thing? What? 
hit them in the pocket is the thing. That's 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 a very that is what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm not saying that okay, there are some cases where the parents genuinely don't know what their kids are up to. I mean, they should, but they don't. And yeah. there are, there I don't are I don't buy that. Personally, I don't buy that argument, Willie, because I've three children. Right. Now they're all in their twenties now, but when they were fourteen <laughs> years of age, I knew exactly where you they know. were. I know, I know. Well, there are some some I have come across some cases as well as I'm sure you've seen yourself where some kids are just simply out of control. The parents, the best will in the world, can't control them. Where the parents are making no effort at all, I think. You know, at a minimum, where the parents are making no effort at all, there should be a fine. Now, there's another thing as well that the government should be doing. Uh, when I was a junior minister for justice and Michael McDowell was my senior minister, he set up a thing, or he tried to set up a thing called the Gap Reserve, where you have these reserve guardy who would be very useful for patrolling the streets, at least so that those people could see them at night, so they'd see somebody in uniform, yeah. so they'd know there could be a report. I was, I was only talking about this the other day when I lived in Edenmore, which, you know, had its fair share mm-hmm. of antisocial behaviour in Dublin. That's it was okay. a yeah. Dublin corporation area, and that's where I was raised. But I remember we'd be mm-hmm. hanging out on street corners or whatever it is, and you'd see two guards constantly walking around the housing estate, and that was enough to put the fear of God in you, you know, and send well, you home if you yeah. were up too late, you know? That's true, that's true, that's true. but I think, I think yeah, that's true. But I think I think if there aren't sufficient gas to go around, which there aren't at the moment, because as you say, there has been a fall off in recruitment, and uh, I suppose it's, 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 the minister can only do something; he can't do very much. Well, I suppose, that. I suppose but, paying them a good wage might encourage them. You that know? would help, yes. <laughs> that would help certainly. But but there are alternative sources of employment now. I find. But anyway, look. The thing is that I don't see why. I mean, when the, when Michael McDowell mooted the idea of the Garda Reserve. I was overwhelmed, I must say, by the amount of people who were interested in signing up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you do a certain small amount, it wouldn't be an overwhelming amount of time to train people uh, to, 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 as to what they have to do, except that they're possible. Yeah, the limited. basics but in public order. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. but there would be visibility. Visibility. I mean, I've seen, I've gone out late at night myself when I get phone calls at home and so, see those gangs roaming around doing what they want to, and not a guard in sight. I mean, visibility w- would have an impact here. I, I, I'm mm. convinced of that. I mean, yeah, well, the, well, the other well, the other issue, really, of course, is, you know, social de- and you talked about social deprivation and poverty, uh, which are, are kind of key factors in why we see a lot of kids committing crimes or why we see people committing crimes, which is poverty. I mean, the, I mean, a lot of this is generational. When we look at certain housing estates across the country, and we've seen it in Dublin, by the way, in relation to Ballyfermot and Cherry Orchard and the way the guards are treated as they, even if they go into the area, they've become almost no-go zones. And there's many of those no-go zones right around the country in Limerick and in Cork and in Galway where the guards just don't go in because it's just not worth it. It's, it's dangerous. I mean, that, that's, that's a true. bad situation, that's, isn't it? That's a, that's a bad situation and that's exactly where you need to guard the reserve. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree that it's, 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 it's totally down to that. I mean, I think there's a, the, the class element, I think, in this has been reduced. I mean, I know of areas uh, where the houses and you know you you get a pretty good house down here and whatever about Dublin you get a pretty good house down here for half a million mm. where there are half a million pound houses and they, 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 they're suffering from this antisocial behaviour as well and I know for a fact that a lot of the kids involved are local they're not they're not mm. coming in from some dead man's gulf or some, from some yeah. inner city area or something like that I mean it's just it's a whole sense of impunity 
that there's nothing to stop them. And okay, well, well I, I, everything you've said so far, I couldn't agree with you more, and I've been saying it for years, is what we need to tackle, because the problem is the major crimes that we see in society by the, you know, the adults, by the 25-year-olds mm-hmm. and the 30-year-olds, mm-hmm. they're all people who started off com- committing criminal acts when they were 14 or 15 years of age and got away with it. Um, and that's, uh, if you nip it in the bud at an early age, you can stop crime in the future. But I suppose a lot of people were saying, well, hold on for a second, that's all well and good, Willie, but having a go with the minister over her um, uh, playing to the, the woke gallery. In relation to the hate speech laws, uh, did you object to them, by the way? I did. I did, mm-hmm. actually. And I, 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 I raised it with the Taoiseach, actually, in the doll the week before we went into recess. I said that I was concerned. I said, you know, when this thing was produced first, there's so much legislation being produced now from different departments, particularly the Department of Justice. Maybe I didn't focus sufficiently on this and it came out first, but I, because of all the correspondence I got, I focused on it in the meantime. And I found it's a horrendous piece of legislation, really. I mean, well, it's flawed. It's inherently flawed. But, but then how do you think the minister has kind of railroaded it through? But I... I, maybe people, maybe people haven't read it in full. I mean, maybe I'm an advantage of a lawyer. I've read it. I don't know how to start thinking, thinking because there's two approaches to it. You know, that the guys can take. The first approach is to kind of ignore it more or less. You know, and the second approach is if you want to, if you want to interpret it strictly and pursue it strictly, it's a horrendous instrument for 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 for, for speech control. Uh, well, there, there, there is a possible contradiction. Well, there's two possible contradictions in the legislation, which is the first part contradiction is you're entitled to freedom of expression under Article 12, I think it is, yeah. of the Constitution. And this, the second part of it is this presumption of guilt instead of innocence when a guard goes into your home, uh, you know, based on the assumption that you might have something that you're not even intending to use. That's right. That's absolutely correct. And, you know, there's all sorts of things in there about citizens' arrest and all that. I mean, when you, that's a very dangerous road to be going down. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know and, and look, look. the point is, that the point I raised with the Taoiseach and the doll, mm. and I don't, I, I think I think his reply was a bit stupid, to be honest with you. I mean, I said, look, I said, what I'm concerned about the past, I hadn't time to get into all the technicalities of the bill, but what I said was, look, people are coming to me from the organisations representing people, that the bill is supposed to protect. And they're all unhappy with it. Now, if, if the organisations representing people who are unhappy with the bill uh, are protesting about it, I mean, there's obviously something wrong. Well, with the exception yeah, of a few, and I, I've spoken about it intensely over the last couple of months, and with the exception of a few, even the people that I, I mean, I would be considered to be slightly right and conservative, but even the, the yeah. people that I would have on the show that I would I would regularly get to, to balance the show out who are far field left, they even disagree mm. with it. Uh, the majority of them. So she does seem to be playing to the kind of minority and the NGOs, I suppose, which is, by the way, maybe that's the next investigation after Orchie in the HSA. Uh, the NGOs, the overfunded NGOs in this country, she seems to be playing to them. Yeah, but the, the NGOs now, the NGOs have, have, have sort of come out publicly in support of this bill. A lot of their members, a lot of the people they represent on the ground have come to me and have sent me emails and correspondence, which I've retained and which I think hurt anybody, objecting in the most vehement manner to mm. the bill. So, you know, if there's anything you see where the left, where the extreme left and the extreme right are agreed on, I'm damn sure it's wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So she is playing to the gallery. I think we've all agreed on that one as well. Uh, Well, Willie, I have to say, I'm not going to say it's the first time I've agreed with you, by the way. I've agreed with you many times in the past, uh, but I agree with almost everything you're saying today. Maybe I shouldn't be saying that on the air. But look, uh, the Minister, I'm sure, would disagree with you and believes that she's doing a good job as Minister for Justice. By the way, the elections are coming soon, Willie. You're very confident, are you? Well, if she comes down to Limerick, I'll take her around a few places and I'll show her. Uh, show her. Job has been doing, you know? yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the absolutely. Now, the, election, the election timetable, as I understand it, will be that 
the local elections are on next June, which is now about 11 months away. And I would say myself, certainly if I had the deciding of it, there will be a general election shortly thereafter, I would mm. say possibly October, November of next year. So, you know, it's time to measure up now and let's forget about the, 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 these, these uh, sort of elitist minorities with time and, and space to focus on these things. Let's try to protect the little people who are trying to live out their lives, their ordinary lives and their ordinary homes and deserve a bit of peace and quiet. All right, well, look, it's been nice talking to you and I appreciate you coming on the air to talk to us this evening. Thank you very much indeed, Emily O'Dee. See you now. Cheers. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.